Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 115. The last time we were together and we were talking about traveling through Israel together, I left you at Mount Carmel. And one of the last paragraphs that I spoke of was Elijah's command to Ahab that he had better get to Jezreel if he was going to make it before the rains. And often when we're on Mount Carmel, people say, well, where is Jezreel from here? We thought this was the Jezreel Valley before us. Well, indeed, both questions are appropriate because the Jezreel Valley is called by the Romans the Valley of Esdralon. In the book of Revelation, it is called Har Megiddo, Armageddon, the mountain of Megiddo. But the Jezreel Valley... The word Jezreel means God sows. And indeed, that is the breadbasket of ancient Israel and modern Israel. It is a very fertile valley. And it is a place where much of the Old and New Testament occurs in the region there. And so as you go through the Jezreel Valley, you can teach there for a week and not exhaust all that happened in the Bible. But I want to talk to you about Jezreel and the palace of Ahab there. As many of you who have gone with me and those of you who have not, you might want to get a map and just follow me as I try to give a verbal geographical setting from Mount Carmel. From Mount Carmel, you look to the east, and as you look along the Samaritan mountain line, and indeed it is a line of mountains that ends very abruptly at the Jezreel Valley. And as I had said before, the Carmel Range, which is 13 miles long, is like a finger mountain that juts out into the Mediterranean and blocks the Via Maris, the way of the sea, except for a couple of passes. And one of those is the Yachnium Pass, and the other is the Megiddo Pass. It's called the Arun or the Arun Aran Pass. And it is uh, the main pass of the Via Maris. There is another way that you can go through a valley that you remember from Old Testament stories, the Valley of Dothan, the Valley of Dothan. And it comes out near where Jezreel actually is located. But the town of Jezreel, the ancient city of Jezreel, was about 15 to 17 miles from where Mukraka is, the place of sacrifice on the top of Mount Carmel. And so when Ahab was told to go to the city, his palace, he was not going to the capital. The capital was in Samaria, but evidently he had a palace there. It's been uncovered now, and archaeologists have been working on the dig once again. But for those of you who have gone with me, follow the line all the way past the Yachnium Pass, which is right below where Mukraka is. Those of you who are following along on the map, we're going east now. Now, right along the mountain road where the valley and the mountains meet, you'll pass Megiddo and then you will pass the Megiddo Junction. And if you will just continue along the valley, you will come to Jezreel. 
Now, Jezreel is situated up on top of a hill, and you are facing Hamareh. Now, Hamareh is a mountain. It literally means ha is the definite article. Moreh is the word that comes from teacher or prophet. It's the idea of a seer. And so on the other side of that hill, on the Nazareth side, is where Elisha the prophet would have been tapped by Elijah while he was plowing in the fields to follow him and to be his protege and the next great prophet of God for the nation of Israel. But that mountain there plays a strategic role in several battles, and one that we'll talk about in the next podcast, the Battle of the Midianites versus Gideon. But back to Jezreel. Jezreel was situated up on a hill, and it had a beautiful view of the valley east and the valley west. It was looking right at this beautiful mountain called Hamareh, and it had below it a beautiful spring. Now, this is not the only time that Jezreel is mentioned. Jezreel is mentioned several times as a place where people encamped. And the reason is because there's springs there. And just below where the palace has been found at the city of Jezreel is a thicket of trees. Many times as we've gone by on the bus, I have pointed it out to you and said more than likely that is where Naboth's vineyard would have been, which is mentioned in 1 Kings chapter 21. And you remember the story. The king wanted Naboth's vineyard. That's amazing. It doesn't matter what we have. It's just our fallen, cursed human nature. We want what someone else has. And here was the king of all of Israel, and he wanted a vineyard, and Naboth would not sell it to him because it was part of his family's inheritance, and he didn't want to sell it. And it had a spring there where he could irrigate, no doubt, his vines. And Naboth wanted that. He would go out on the palace porch and look right down on it. It was probably a half a mile just in front of him or a quarter of a mile in front of him and he would see this beautiful vineyard and the lush spring that was there and the thicket of trees that grows up around those springs in the Middle East and he wanted it and so finally you'll recall that Jezebel his heathen wife said why don't you just take it from him after all you're king and you know that's what happened eventually and Naboth was killed and God didn't like it and vengeance is mine says the Lord and he brought vengeance upon Jezebel and her household and upon Ahab's and his but all of that took place right there in this same area which is the eastern begins the eastern most part of the Jezreel Valley. And that part of the valley is also called Harod Valley because the Harod Springs, where Gideon's men would have been, is in eyesight also of this city called Jezreel. And you are looking right at, to the right from Jezreel, you're looking right at the backside of Mount Gilboa, where Saul and Jonathan was killed. So this is what amazes people when you go to Israel, because everything is close by. If you travel with me on the journeys of the Apostle Paul, you know we have to sail and drive and sail and drive some more and get on trains and buses and go long distances to see something that a city where the Apostle Paul was, and then you walk another 15, 20 miles and you come to another city. But that's not the case in Israel. 
You can go a half a mile and see something just as exciting as you saw the half a mile before. And when you get to Jerusalem and some of the major cities that are mentioned in the Bible, you don't have to go a half a mile or a quarter of a mile. You can go 20 feet and you're at another place where something happened at a spring or at a house. So this is why going to Israel is such an adventure, because you can never see it all. Because uh, 4,000 years of history are written on that land. And so it's just layer after layer, like peeling an onion. And I tell you, there are a lot of tears while you're there. Tears of joy and tears of sorrow because we know so little about who God is and how he worked in history. But Jezreel is a beautiful hilltop palace and city that overlooked this beautiful valley and vineyard right into the face of Hamaray, the hill of the prophet of the seer. And all of that history and all of that Bible, both Old and New Testament, took place right there. And just at the end of that valley, just as you go down into the Jordan Valley, of course, is the ancient city of Bet-Shean, bet And so it is a place where many of you have gone and marveled at the Byzantine city that they've uncovered there now. But the old tale, the old tale is still there where the city was that had the walls where they hung the bodies, the headless bodies of Jonathan and his father, King Saul. Well, that's all the time we have for today on The Way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.